Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. You like that, huh? I love this, man. I got like goosebumps. <laughs> I, I really did. I got goosebumps here, man. I think we got our song, and I think we got our title. How Sam, about and, that? Sam and Greg's Won't Ads. How about that? You like that? Yeah. Yeah, man. And we get to hear this song every week. Make some caricatures or something up for that. Honeycombs and all them. Yeah, Y'all go and Google them from Soul Train. Yeah, really. <laughs> you, need to get a look. you need to get a look at them, sister. Yeah, you go. Uh, I, I, I bet our, our guest will, he probably got a little smile on his face, too. He probably snuck man. Yeah, Were you yeah. a Soul Train fan, Brandon? Did you, did yes, you check? sir. Always. <laughs> <laughs> did, 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 did your high school do the line dancing and all that? Were you a dancer? No dancer. No dancer. Okay. No dancer. I'm not a singer. Okay. You know, okay. not a dancer. Um, this is uh, Brandon Newsom. We call him Chief Brandon affectionately, but he has been on our show a uh, number of times. But when we came up what we're about to start doing, we thought there was no better person to get this started with. We have known uh, Brandon. I've known him before he had this title. Yes. And he just continues to climb. And, he, and, 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 and he'll still communicate with us now that, the, you know, he's moved on up the, the chain, but he's still, <laughs> oh, you yeah, know, man. he's laughing. You, you, you know, you're still with us, us, us lowly people. We, we appreciate and, that. And the thing is, we talked to, we talked to um, Brandon yesterday. I talked to him regularly, but um, I told him what we wanted to do and get this information out there. Um, he, he reached out just to make sure, even though he is the chief, he gives respect where respect is is due, mm-hmm. and he reached out to and I want to give him a uh, shout out because I met him a few times. Chief Pelfrey, okay. you think he's listening right now, Brandon? If I had to guess, I would say yes. Yeah. Well, ah, all happy right. Father's Day and good morning, Chief morning, Pelfrey, Chief. Morning, Paulding Chief. County Fire Department. Yep. Um, so this is what we we want to do and why we have Brandon here again. If you weren't listening earlier or yesterday when we decided to do this, you know, we all all of us whether it's the particular field that we're going to talk about, or the restaurant business, or 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 the car selling cars, wherever you can think of people who have jobs, that business needs more workers. Folks are leaving 
professions left and right. And in a lot of cases, we don't notice it. But in some cases, we do. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate that an answer that we get because we needed services from this department or that department or wherever, well, we just didn't have the manpower, manpower to do that. Well, for me, you and me, that's an easy fix, or at least an attempt to help this fix. So much like all the businesses that we talked about, Paulding County Fire Department is looking for people. And next week, we want to have a couple other cities and, or counties that want us to put this message out. We want to start doing this regularly, and we're going to do it at a certain time every week. So, and we got a name for it, Sam and Greg's Wonads. There we go. <laughs> okay. You How like about- that, Brandon? That sounds great to me. He's been, he, it's like I'm bothering him at breakfast. <laughs> He's very quiet yeah. here. He's, well, it's, well, it's, Bre- it's, it's, breakfast it's gonna... was an hour and a half ago. Oh, okay. That's true. He does right. get up early. All right. All right. So let's bring him out here again. Uh, Chief Brandon, Paulding County Fire Department. We know that you guys have needs up there. I'm just going to let you talk about those in the various um, areas of, of the fire department that you need people. Perfect. Well, Sam, Greg, I appreciate y'all bringing us on, and um, it's always great to know that y'all support public safety. Uh, Paulding County currently has 13 fire stations in the process of building the 14th, and as of today, we have 16 openings. We've requested nine more positions for next year, which is going to make 25 openings. So as you can tell, 25 openings with 14 fire stations leaves a lot of seats open. Um, So we are looking for applicants that uh, are minimum of 18 years old, a GED, high school diploma. You do have to pass a written, a medical physical, a background check, and a physical agility test. Uh, but if, if you're interested in applying, we can probably get you through most of those. Unless you've got a skeleton in your closet in the background, we can't do something about. <laughs> okay. um, so um, so it's, it's a pretty easy process. Um, just fill out the application. We'll pull you in and talk to you and set you up for that, that testing um, we're currently taking applications right now for, we always take applications for certified firefighters. So you've moved, you've moved into the area new from out of state, or you're just looking for a change and you're a firefighter EMT or a firefighter paramedic. We're always taking those applications until we fill, finish, fill those 25 spots up. But right now we're also taking applications for our next recruit school, which is going to start sometime around November. Um, and that's a 16 week fire school and a 12-week EMT school. So straight off the street, you could you could apply for recruit school and come out a certified firefighter and a certified EMT and go to work for Paulding County in about, I guess that's okay. 30 weeks. Brandon, can you? I want to stop you. I know Sam's got a question for you. I want you to say that again because it was kind of hard to hear. Uh, talking about the school and the okay. everything that you just said, repeat it again. It's just a little bit slower so everybody can catch that because that's the information that right. I think a lot of people are looking so for. So we're, we're currently taking applications. We're currently taking applications right now for our, our next recruit school. Uh, recruit school consists of 16 weeks of fire school and 12 weeks of EMT school. Um, so off the street, you could apply with Paulding County Fire and, and come out of recruit school, a certified EMT a certified firefighter and go straight into a fire station working. And we're also taking applications all the time for certified firefighters. If you've say moved into the area um, or decided you want a a chain of scenery, it's where you're at now. um, We're always accepting certified firefighter EMT or certified paramedic firefighter uh, application. Yeah. Chief Brandon question. Um, What's going on the past two years? How did that impact? Um, you guys and, and 
entities like yours that you lose people or, or this? I know you got opening a new fire station, so you need to add folks. But did that impact you in, in a negative way as far as personnel? It, it, well, I mean, our application process, we used to open up and accept 125 to 150 applications for recruit school. We're doing good to get 30 to 40 applications at this time. So, so our hiring pool has dropped a lot in the last two years. Um, I can't say that Paulden Fire lost a lot. Paulden Fire has a really good uh, benefit package, retirement package, and our, our starting pay for firefighter EMT and firefighter medics is well above the metro average, or or at least average with some of the bigger counties. So I can't say that we're losing losing folks to other departments or anything. We are losing some some individuals to the private sector, and of course, when the economy's booming, the private private sector's booming. So Sometimes public safety in general suffers because the money's better in private in the private sector sometimes. But the to me the longevity, I mean it's always gonna be there. It's not an up and down. Um kind of equals that out in the public safety sector. Done a number of stories in and around fire departments and fire stations. Um how much does it help that this person's a good cook? <laughs> uh, well, I would definitely put that on your on your resume and your, your application. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Talking to, uh, I, I, you know, listen, Chief Pelfrey is the chief. But right. I, we like calling, you know, Brandon Chief Brandon. Brandon yeah. uh, Newsom here joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com for a new feature that we are going to call, at least for this week. It's uh, Sam and Greg's Want Ads. And we are starting things off with the uh, Paulding County Fire Department. Public safety is is... People are needed all around, and uh, so we're going to try and put the information out there where you, if whether you live in the area or you're going to relocate out to that area, but you're looking for something, um, we want you to know about it. So, again, this is the beginning of this feature. Our producer, um, Brandon, Eric, wants to jump in here with a question. Thank you, Chief. Okay. Um, I think this is great that you're here doing this. If I was driving along and hearing this, the first question that would come to mind to me is you just said 16 weeks. That's about four months. Is the training process paid or is it a non-paid four months of training? Absolutely paid. Uh, the day you start the day you start your training, um, you start getting paid at, from Paulding County Fire. Um, and that's pretty that's very close to the same as the starting pay once you go on shift. Um, the starting pay is going to be an approximately 42000 a year for a firefighter EMT and $46,000 a year for a firefighter paramedic. And uh, after your recruit training, which is five days a week for, like you said, the 16 weeks for fire school and the 12 weeks for EMT school, once you go on shift, you only work 10 days a month. Um, so that's kind of a, a perk that not many people think about. Once you're in the fire station, 10 days a month is uh, not a lot to have to go to work. That's so true. And that's the next question I had for you. You know, do you peep and see what other municipalities or other entities are doing around metro Atlanta area or around the country and say, hey, that's a good idea. Let's see if we can use this as something that people would, would, would make people want to join up and, uh, and take part. Are you guys watching what others, others do? Oh, sure. We, uh, we keep an eye on everyone around us uh, and, and outside the, the state and the region uh, just to see what's going on. And I mean, we've, we've, we've went as far as think about billboards, um, do anything we can do to get the word out that we're hiring. And I mean, we have a good thing to offer if you'll just come talk to us. You know, get the billboards out because uh, Eric was talking about one he saw from another County up this morning. 
So there's uh, the counties are doing it. So yeah, you need to get your billboard action out there. Um, but then I, he's got us. Well, he's got us. And he got us. Well, that's true. There you go. <laughs> but after take all over a billboard anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, give me those numbers again, though, uh, before I ask my question here. How many openings and um, versus how many firehouses? All right. So we currently have 13 stations, but we're in the, the beginning stages of starting number 14. Okay. Uh, we currently have 16 openings, um, and then we we're requesting nine more positions in next year's budget. So. Just around the corner in August or September, uh, we'll probably have 25 openings. Um, and that's enough for us to do two recruit schools back-to-back just to fill those up. So we would need probably 150 applications or so to fill 25 spots. Um, it, the process can be competitive right. um, or used to be really competitive. It, it's had not been as competitive the last few cycles because we're not getting the applications. Um, but we do need – 25 and we're not going to stop we're going to keep building we're going to do promotions i mean it's not something that we're going to fill up and just be done we're, we're always going to need applicants right all right so very <clears throat> in a very distinct way let everybody know where they can get this information and get the process started for them where's the website anybody right, they can so call out let us have it so you you can uh, you can show up at paulden county human resources which is at the paulden county uh, courthouse and administrative building and pick up an application in person, or you can go to paulding.gov and uh, fill out an application online, and then they will just get those over to us at the department and let us review them, and we'll make calls out to set up interviews and testing dates and things like that. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, this is what we want to do. We want to do And listen, when, you know, as soon as we hang up with the, the, the police department, might just call us <laughs> so we get Paulding County covered. <laughs> but we wanted to start with you again. You you come on here and you you talk. We talk about other things with you. But again, you were the first person, and and, and Paulding County was the first one we knew we could get at any time of the morning because we know he's up. He's probably, I'm surprised he ain't got a tea time here. It's Father's Day. <laughs> Brandon needs to get out there and hit him. Um, but again, this is something that we are going to continue to do for. However long it takes us, yeah. and like you heard Brandon say, he's not going to stop. So yeah. we may have him back around, you know, after the cycle Absolutely. or whatever. Absolutely. So uh, thank you, though, Brandon. Uh, Brandon Newsom again, uh, Paulding, Paulding County Fire Department, but a friend of the show, and we can't thank you enough for being a part of the first one to get this all started because we want to help folks out there. Thank you all for having me, and thank you for always looking out for public safety. We're you gonna got do it, that. Man. Happy Father's Day too. Hey, yeah, Happy Father's Day, Brandon. Happy Father's Day. All right. Happy all right. Father's Day. Yes. So you guys got all the information. You know where to go, um, and of course they can maybe holler at us during the course of the week. But let people know in the seven about yeah top of the seven o'clock hour, we had this conversation. You can go back and listen to it on the website 929thegame.com and go to the Sam and Greg page and yep. you know we have all our hours broken down and you can hear this information right from the. Horses mountain. And if you're with uh, a first responder in, in your community, your area, uh, your region, your county, municipality, uh, you can you go reach out to either one of us by Twitter. Of course, uh, me on Twitter, at Sam Crenshaw 23. And we're going to line some folks up for next week. We just tell you right now. Yep. Next Saturday morning and next Sunday morning. We're going to need to hear from some people who have needs out there, and we want to help you do it. And, you know, it's just what we do here. Yeah. It's, you know. I won't speak for Sam, but I'm just a fat dude trying to get into no, heaven. We're gonna do that. You know, we're we gonna we gonna get it right because it's something that's that's needed uh, for our community. And uh, you know, there's a great need. We're seeing people billboards all over the place. People are having job fairs. 
Uh, people even going out of state. I'm going to get us in touch with somebody who's going a long way from here to try to get people to work in, to, to, to work in public safety here in our area. So right. uh, the call is going out far and wide. Well, whether it's uh, Ozzie Albies being out of the lineup or the wind blowing in at Wrigley, what's going on with the Braves up in Chicago? We're going to talk to Corey McCartney about that next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio, that is another game. Ninety-nine-game.com. Happy Father's Day and happy Juneteenth. Sam and Greg with you on this Sunday morning. Glad you're spending something with a beautiful sunrise outside. Not a cloud in the sky, and that means one thing: it's gonna be hot. So if y'all, <laughs> y'all take your dad today, if you take him somewhere, you know he might like to be somewhere inside today. I know sometimes we like to do. We take mom to a restaurant. We had dad a cookout or something, you know. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be. And gonna, he gotta go buy the food. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a little, little hot, hot, little toasty. So consider that with Dad uh, as he opened up that uh, that tie and those socks and those pocket handkerchiefs this morning. And if you're getting ribs from Herbs over there on on, on Wendy Hill or Macklin, <laughs> get there early because he he runs out by about one or two o'clock. Okay, it'll all be gone. It'll be gone, and it's gonna Especially be good the large too. I don't want no tips. I want, I want the large end. Uh, you know what's going on later today? What's that? After we get off the air, ten o'clock. Before we get to, we got Corey sitting there, and Corey's got a story. By the way. I should have had I should have had you play uh, something else coming in. I had forgotten about this, but Corey and I had a nice back and forth earlier okay. this week. He he went out to a concert the other night, and he unfortunately caught me while I had plenty of downtime at Curry Honda. So I just was barraging him with my old life because he he brought up something unfortunate. He reminded me of it. But later today, okay, John and Hugh. We're going to be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We're going to be talking Atlanta United later on in the show with Joe Patrick. And so we are having a presence out there. We want to meet all of you. Shaking hands or fist bumping or whatever you want to do, come up and say hello to the guys. John and Hugh, our morning show, will be out at Mercedes-Benz from 12 until 2.30 today, prior to Atlanta United and Miami. Yeah. So, Oh, well, it doesn't have last names. It just says John and Hugh. So it is Chuckery? Somebody needs to put a last name on it. We got we got a couple Johns. Yeah, we do. Yeah, well, didn't when I say John and Hugh, who do you think of? I'm thinking of uh, Freaky. Exactly. Okay. Freaky don't work on Sundays. Now we know Father's Day. Now we know different. We got the guy driving the bus, as you like to say about him. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, John Chuckery and he will be out there. So there you go. I uh, want to welcome in Corey McCartney. You can now hear him Sunday nights with our own Grant McCauley. Yes, you can. From the Diamond is the show. Letting you know everything you need to know about what's going on with these Braves. But before we get into that and what's going on up at Wrigley, hey, how you doing, buddy? How'd you enjoy the con- did you enjoy the concert? Oh man, it was great. Seven hours, pretty much, you know, worth of a show there at Truist Park. I mean, it was uh, you know, rocking out without question. You know, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison. So they, those guys brought it. Did you enjoy the pictures? I he <laughs> took me down. Down Greg Memory Lane there. And his, uh, oh my! You know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and tell him what you know, happened. About, <laughs> I assumed he had stories because I was going to, you know, go see groups that I knew he had uh, con- had to have connections with, and then he starts inundating me with these pictures, and then he starts really, you know, getting into the the ones of him and Eddie Van Halen, and then you're just, you know, it was it was some hum- humble brags at its best. 
I did. I was so bored. I had nothing to do. And he told me he was going out to see Def Leppard. And I got a couple pictures of Rick Savage and Joe Elliott from when they were at Lakewood back in the day. But I didn't have them in my phone. So I gave him what I had. <laughs> it was Van Halen. And I think there was a, a meet and greet with damn Yankees from back in the day uh, at Lakewood. So I threw him in that. And when I got home, I gave him the, the Def Leppard stuff. But I was just being obnoxious. Yes. It was really obnoxious. But I also heard that there were some concerts canceled that night, too, because of the rain. Because I know Robert, was it Allison Krauss and, 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 and Robert Plant were together? And that's the two I never thought that would be together. But they were here, right? I will tell you, though. I- I will tell you, though, it was cool because it started raining, right? And then, you know, Joe Elliott goes out there and he's like, we've been through so much. We're not going to let any rain bother us. And then they start dropping the lights on the stage. And it's like they're in the, you know, Guns N' Roses November rain video. Right. You know, it's like it was the rain pouring down on them. There's lightning in the background. And like it was like, you know, if they were if they had dialed it up, I don't I know the special effects would have been much better. The boys come off a, a, a world-class streak, winning streak. They go up to Chicago. They lose, uh, you know, all-star second baseman Ozzy, and the wind's blowing in, and could we come up with any more excuses to explain these last couple days with this Braves? Or is it just this is what happens? The baseball gods, they giveth and they taketh away. I will say it's all those things, right? I mean, you know, you think about on Friday, they had seven hits that were 100 miles per hour or higher, including flyouts of 107 and 104.4 Saturday. Duvall goes deep, but... Then they had a homer, uh, you know, then they had Adam, uh, Cunha at 113.2 on a line out that had an 880 uh, expected batting average. Matt Olson, 107.1 mile per hour flyout that had a 910 expected batting average. Those are outs. I mean, it's obviously, you know, the wind played a factor there um, and really without question. But, you know, look, you can't, you literally cannot win them all. It's baseball, right? I mean, it's, it's going to happen. Uh, I, I just think coming off of a 14 game winning streak, uh, you know, that's not what anyone wanted to have to sit through through two straight games. But um, you know, certainly things are going to ratchet up on Monday uh, against the Giants. So we'll see how they're able to respond here in this final game in Wrigley. That's what we're going to watch for, folks. We Please be spending some time this morning. Uh, Corey J. McCartney on the WaitForIt.com hotline. And he is social. You can find him at Corey J. McCartney, at Corey J. McCartney on Twitter. Uh, and talks Braves and all things Major League Baseball. 6-3 final score. Um, Corey, you got runners on base yesterday. You just weren't getting the timely hits. It's, it was better than Friday. Friday was just awful. Uh, but, but yesterday you're getting hits. You just can't get those timely hits to get those runs across. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, that's a, and that's a lot of what we saw before, you know, the streak happened, you know, it was a team that, you know, would get guys on and just not be able to, to cash in. But, you know, I think you still – it's easy to nitpick right now, right, because of what we have seen through the month of June. I mean, they're they're still tied for the, the most home runs of the month with 36. I, I mean, this blows me. They are, they are on pace to become the fourth team to ever have a 60-home run month. They're still well on pace to do that, despite what's happened uh, just getting one these past two games. So um, the sky is not falling, uh, despite what uh, two straight losses, their first back-to-back losses since – uh, what was it, May, May uh, 22nd and 23rd against the Marlins in Philly. So, um, again, plenty of time to, to get this thing back. But this team has still been playing much better, I think, than the results of these last two games show. Spending time this morning talking talking with Corey McCartney. Got one more thing. You got Ian Anderson going today. Um, thoughts about him? Because we usually get good run support for Kyle Wright, and that wasn't, the, 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 it wasn't what we saw yesterday. And obviously he had, you know, a rough outing. Uh, with the five runs that he surrendered. Now today, Ian Anderson's going 
try to get something positive because things really got to step up a notch um, in the competition category when they get back home. Yeah, without question. Uh, I think the thing with Ian Anderson is that vaunted changeup is just not nearly has been as effective as it has. Back in 2020, guys were hitting 104 against that pitch. It's now up to 228, a 303 weighted on base average. And because of that, you're seeing the four seam be less effective. Guys are nearly hitting 300 against that pitch, an almost 80-point jump year over year. Um, he's got a 4.81 ERA right now. It's a 1.3 jump year over year. The hard hit rate uh, is higher than it was a year ago. He just he, he's not been able to put together uh, outings with two or fewer runs. It's just you know you got to go back to April 29th and May 4th to find that. Um, you know the last five a 6.18 ERA, a 3.03 batting average against. So. Now, I think the thing you're looking for uh, with Ian Anderson uh, today against his Cubs team, who doesn't have a lot of experience against him, Jonathan Villar is the only guy that has a, a hit against him, uh, is just his ability to command his fastball. And then what can he do off of that in that changeup? Can he get the swings and miss on that changeup that we're you know, so used to seeing? Because he's just not been, not been able to set that up. Um, we've seen a little bit more curveball usage out of him of late. Um, I, I think you know it's, it's going to be a, a telling start for him because it's just not – he hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been as – you know I think when you look at the postseason resume, you expect him to carry that into the, you know, to the, the full season. He's just not been able to do that this year. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Let me ask you a question. Is Wrigley on your bucket list or have you been there before? Oh, I've been there a few times. Yeah, I actually went to – I got to see a, a doubleheader there back in the day against the Dodgers. Oh, Mark Pryor started one game. Kerry Wood started the next. Oh, that was, that was I'm jealous. Right there, yeah. All right, there you go. I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, you officially made Cassie. I got a problem with those teams. And, I, and Sam and I, we talk about those teams, and I talk about who was running that team then. And while he is a great man, and I'd like to have lunch with him every day of the week – I don't want him running my team, especially my pitching staff. You mentioned the two guys who, when Dusty Baker was running that Cubs organization, felt like mis- he misused them, and they never became, never lived up to potentially what they could have been. And I don't know how you feel about that, but you remember what those guys were going to be when they got into the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they just seemed like they had, you know, two – I mean, it looked like they had their own version of what was happening was here. in Atlanta, you know, shortly yep. there before. I mean, it, you know, they just, they just couldn't put it together. And I wonder how much that changed the way Dusty Baker approached things when he got to, uh, to Washington and he had, you know, guys like Strasburg and Scherzer and, you know. But, yeah, I, I, I certainly it was, a, it was a Cubs, an era of Cubs baseball that they did not live up to the potential of what those teams could have been. You mentioned Washington. Let's stay in this division for a minute because Sam and I, as we've talked about the Braves, and especially during this winning streak, you know, we're still looking up at the Mets. As you look at this Mets team, the way it's presently constructed, again, we're still also looking up at the All-Star game, so we're not even halfway through this season. Are you really worried that much about that team, or is there another one in the, in the uh, division that you got to worry about, ooh, these guys could be sneaky and jump up on the Braves and the Mets? I mean, I think the Phillies certainly have that capability, right? I mean, you look at what they've been able to do under Rob Thompson. I mean, and, and I think that we, we spent a lot of time this winter talking about how great that Mets pitching staff was going to be. And obviously they haven't had, you know, been at full strength at any point with, uh, you know, Scherzer and DeGrom both out right now. But Zach Wheeler was the NL Pitcher of the Month in May. Uh, they've got Aaron Nola, ninth in war, Kyle Gibson, Zach Eflin. They are actually second to the Yankees uh, in terms of uh, starting rotation war. They are bet- they're a run and a half better, a game and a half better in terms of war uh, than anybody else in the National League right now. So that's a team I think as much focus as they put on getting better offensively. I mean, their bullpen's still a mess. 
but that rotation is better than I think anyone's given him credit for. Um, you know, same with the Mets, though. I mean, you, you look since they they lost Scherzer, they, their starters have a 5-2 ERA. Their, their offense has been propping them up. So I think it's going to be really intriguing to see what are they capable of doing here. Can they keep this offense, keep keeping them afloat uh, until they can get back to full strength? Because at some point, I mean, they just put Tyler McGill on the, uh, the IL with a shoulder issue. Uh, at some point, that rotational depth is, is going to catch up with them. Think about that. Watch about that. You feel like we got the three-team race. If eventually it'll end up being there by the time we get to after Fourth of July, go to the to the All Star break. Yeah, I think too. You know, when you look at the you know the amount of matchups, especially the Braves have, the number of times they face the Mets in the second half, I think things are going to get a lot more interesting. But I, I hope so. I mean, the, the National League West is certainly a lot of fun, but I think these are three teams in the East that are really capable of putting together a really fun second half if uh, everything breaks right. The show is called From the Diamond. It is tonight. You looking for anything you want to like pre-sell that you're going to be doing? Yeah, what are you show? guys going to be doing? What's, what's, up com- to tonight? what's coming up? I, I, um, obviously, a lot of braids. I want to talk about Jazz Chisholm and this whole issue with him getting ejected yesterday and Don Mattingly, you know, not coming to his rescue until the end. Uh, I think there's there's some weird stuff going on with him and the, 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 you know, the mojo around him in Miami right now. I think we're going to have to get into that some tonight, I think. Ooh, All right. that's All a right. tease. I was going to ask him to elaborate, but I guess that would defeat the purpose of tuning in tonight, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, uh, and I like me some jazz chisholm. I wouldn't mind if he landed, you know, here in Atlanta if they don't want him down there. We've had we've had pretty good success with taking Miami players. Yeah, we have. And, using them. and then, you know, you guys can go on back down there, but let's get a ring while you're up here. Uh, again, Corey, right. Corey McCartney, hey, man, happy Father's Day, too, for you. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And and enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully they won't make you cook or at least go out and buy the groceries. But enjoy the rest <laughs> of your day. And, of course, tonight it is from the Diamond. Corey McCartney, <laughs> uh, Grant McCauley, that is right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and 92.9thegame.com. Have a good rest of your day, man. For the rest of you, stick around. Eric's World, it is up next. Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this Juneteenth, this Father's Day. And when I hear that, we were talking about this yesterday, I absolutely could see Larry Tinsley being a yeah, former really. temptation. Or, or in a group like that. Yeah, a group like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But <laughs> we were talking about that yesterday. Just impecca- this, impeccably dressed with smooth moves. When we used when when Sam and I before the pandemic, we would leave and I'd have to stop down on the eighth floor with B one hundred three and WAOKR, um, and now Star ninety four. We would, I don't know, time sheets or something. We had to stop down there for anyway. It was like every couple weeks a month, but we would always in the elevator. Okay, tan, green, brown. <laughs> we try to guess the color of Larry yep. Tinsley's suit, yep. and usually wrong. But the, I mean, just like the Board of Health, he was so clean. Um, listen, I need to shut up and turn things over because well, Memphis comes up top of the hour. Well, yes, yes, people. yes. Got to mind you, we on this Father's Day, we have a father, and Sam does what he does. He reaches into areas that you wouldn't think he'd grab somebody, but the name that's on, on immediate on mind of every Braves fan right now is Michael Harris and what he's done since he is he has landed with the team. And Sam has got, and I'm, I'm giving you full credit for this. You've got Michael Harris Senior. 
you want to put it that way, or his father. Yeah. Obviously. I don't know if it's senior. That's right. We haven't figured that out. We gotta we'll ask that question. We'll ask we'll ask him when he comes <laughs> up. At the <laughs> top of the hour, though. Yep. Michael okay. Harris's father is gonna join us on this Father's Day in 15 minutes. So please, please, please tune in for that. Um Eric, the floor is yours. Well, you know, I mean, we're gonna keep right along with today's theme and thinking about fathers and you know, what our memories are with dads. Now, Sam, I know you talk about all time. I'm sorry. I mean, Greg, you talk about all time that you and your dad are very close and what you're doing with your dad. Sam, I've never heard you talk about it. Do you still have your dad or is he no, passed away? No, he's passed away. I posted this picture on social media today and it's a picture of when I graduated. And so I, I took the cap off my head and I put it on his head because he paid for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did he keep it? <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a great memory that I have with him that I – just posted on my social media today. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, I lost my dad in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, think about him all the time. You know, I would not be the sports fan that I am without him, you know, sitting down with me on Sunday afternoons, Saturday nights, uh, going to Oriole Park. Well, actually going to Old Memorial, Memorial Stadium. Stadium. Yeah, yeah up on 33rd Street. Man yeah. Here. You know, um, I remember him telling me the old story about the Baltimore Colts, Baltimore Bullets, you know, okay. Wes Unsell, yeah. and yeah. Errol the yeah. Pearl Monroe, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, just, you know, all those memories. It has had me thinking about um, sports dads, you know, and as we have Michael Harris, what we think senior joining us, you know, will he one day join that list of iconic sports dads? So I wanted to pay a tribute to some of the iconic sports dads that we had. And the first one I'm going to start with, I'm sure, Greg, you'll love this one. You know, the memories of James Jordan and Michael Jordan yeah. when, when he was coming up through those 90s. And, and, and you know, I always remember that that first championship in 90 uh, was one. 91. Yes. The pictures of him and his dad in the locker room. You know, first you remember that picture of Jordan on the carpet yeah. crying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was but later then, on. That was after, he, after his father passed. No. That was the first title. The one that he was on the carpet with the ball was after his father because he was crying because – he didn't get it. He wasn't sharing it with his father. Really? Yeah. But again, okay. it, it, I okay. get what your point is. Yeah. He, he right. was his dad. His dad was sitting next to him. Right. He had access in that locker room in a way that a lot of other fathers didn't. Really. There's another famous story about um, the first time the Lakers went. To, I don't, I don't know if it was the, the it was the Boston it was the Boston series. So it wasn't the first time he played in the finals, but it was with the Lakers when they went and got just handled by the Celtics. Okay, and Pat Riley, you know, said what he said, but he wanted you know let everybody know that listen, you guys, you're going to come back and so on and so forth. Well, all those words kind of fell empty on Kareem, and Kareem had been beaten up. Old, so on and so forth. All that you could imagine, all the things they were saying about him at that point in his career in Boston, and he told Pat Riley he wanted his father to ride with him to the stadium on the bus. Oh wow! And Magic Johnson tells his story about no relative, wife, kids, parents. Pat Riley didn't let nobody on the bus, but he gave Kareem. The but he let Kareem go because he knew that he had a, wo- a wounded warrior, as he put it, mm-hmm. and he needed the voice of his father. Then and it worked. Okay, I like that. But that was a, that was a great story along those lines. Okay. I give you another one. I know this one because with my dad, my dad was a big Yankees fan, and um, he that he died right after that Yankees run of the late nineties and early two thousands. But Derek Jeter and his dad, I thought they had a great relationship. I mean, every time Jeter would do something, 
they go to a picture of Derek Jeter's dad in the stands. From you know, his dad was right. a doctor. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of doctor he was, but I remember he always said, "Oh, there's Doctor Jeter in the stands." <laughs> and you always see him up there, just clapping and smiling. Yeah. He never wanted the limelight. You know, you never saw him at a press conference. You never saw him doing anything. You just his mom was always there too. But you always see. Uh, Derek Jeter's dad, you know, and then the last one on my list, and I want to see if you guys had any, and I just remember that hug between uh, Earl Woods and Tiger Woods after that yeah. first 97 Masters and yeah. uh, the relationship that um, Earl and Tiger had. I just thought that was remarkable. And then I got one more, one more, you know, uh, Richard Williams, which I still have not seen that movie. Oh, man, I've seen it. It's, it's uh, great. You, you it's didn't great. tell me you saw it, so you finally did see it? Did see it. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Does the movie impict – the relationship you think accurately, or do you think that you I think know, I think so. I think that that's, that's I think that's something just, I might put on my to do list for today. Maybe. That's just what he as as a dad and a father, and he knew what he had, right? And he knew you know the talent was undeniable. And he's like, hey man, y'all got to y'all got to deal with me, <laughs> you know that. And that's that's it, you know. Yeah. Well, I told you when I saw it, it was it was an award winning performance. I didn't think I wasn't sure if he was going to get the nomination, but he did. Now, the problem with people like Eric and people who are going to see it now, unfortunately, have that vision of him getting that award as they watch the movie. You can separate that? Okay, well, there's people who have said that they can't separate that. Yeah, no. I want to to point out a sports dad, someone that you mentioned, someone we talked about before when we talked about his son following in his footsteps that played football at Morehouse, and that was Denzel Washington. You know, I have so many stories about that, and I'm glad you brought that up. Because because, because he would come to the – it made every game yeah, and yeah, was mm-hmm. never about him. Right. Well, see, I'll, I'll, son, I'll piggyback you know? on that. So. Yeah, he, would, he wouldn't do no interviews. He wouldn't do no media. No. He wouldn't do else, nothing because nope. no. he's there for his son. You can talk to his son all you want to. Yeah. And after the game, he's sitting there, and his wife would take him and yeah. somebody, they go out go out to eat. He was just, he was just being dad. Right. You know, so that was year 2003. Mm-hmm. I remember it vividly because that was the first year that I was the acting SID at Morehouse. Okay. So I come into, you know, fall ball and, you know, they make the announcement, look, John David, that's what we called him, John David, mm-hmm. he's going to be here. And the president at the time and the AD at the time, he said, okay, you know, you're the SID, you're in charge of the credentials. Make sure Denzel has a pass for the president's box and sideline passes, all this stuff, right? So I get all this stuff ready for him. And I come down after the first home game. And I pick up what's left over, and I'm like, Denzel didn't pick up his passes? And they said, no, he paid for a ticket. Yeah, He would never take – and it was him, his wife, the little sisters at the time, and I think grandma. And he walked up to the counter and said, I need four or five tickets. And they said, no, we have – he's like, no, I'll pay for the tickets. Thank you very much. And he would come in, and then he would always sit in the stands. Every once in a while, he would go down to the sideline, yep. but he would have that New York Yankees hat on. Yep. <laughs> And he'd just be sitting there, and, and then a couple times he would come with Wesley Snipes because they were best friends. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. But he'd be like, no, I'm just here to watch my son play football. Yeah. And he was a real cool guy. And you know, and even when we went out on the road, same thing. He'd walk up to the to the ticket office like, I need three. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. how he would handle it. Yeah. Sports, sports dad. Sports dad. Yeah. I got two for you. Okay. That's me. One is, and it's because I have a kind of connection to it because they did this on my birthday, and we've had him on the show, it was Griffey. King Griffey, Griffey Senior okay. and Junior, both homering on my birthday. Oh, that game that, that day, was, yeah, that day that was September fourteenth. Wow, they they both hit that nineteen ninety. It was yeah, but imagine that. And they're still Plain. the only father son duo to do that. right? That's right. They're yeah. the only ones. Yeah. Period. To okay. uh, I don't play together, but definitely homer yeah. in the same game, center same field game. and right field. This one. If they're, you know, you always say men are allowed to cry at certain things, and the one was like the first one when I was growing up was if you saw Brian's song, 
Okay, you if men cried in that one. Yeah. That was you got to pass on that yeah. one. Yeah, this Billy is D. this this. Yeah, no, I love Mr. Brian Piccolo. <laughs> um, Derek Redmond, name sound familiar to you guys? No, you got me on this one. Derek Redmond was um, track star, only oh, star, but he ran in the '92 Olympics. You all know the video, but you didn't know his name. Derek Redmond during the 92 Olympics. Okay. Is this when the dad came out and helped him exactly. finish? Exactly. Okay. He pulled right. a hamstring yeah. or tore his hamstring yeah. during the race and was trying to limp. And he was so far back, right. everybody. And his father ran out, uh-huh. held him up. And while now what his dad's getting, he's crying, right? But dad ain't letting him go. And his father takes him across the finish line. Yeah. I, I'm like getting teared up just thinking yeah. about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. that's the one. That's okay. I figure there's nothing that could ever top that, short of me doing something with my father. Right. But that one, everybody can connect to. This guy, how long did his father help him get to the point where he can make the Olympic team? Right. right. Yeah, we talk right. about parents, we talk about kids who have these journeys into the pros and they think back and they start tearing up when they think about what mom and daddy and, and neighbors and you know, uncles and aunties did for him getting there. This is one where it's like right there in front of us because we know this guy was a part of this kid's ascension to where he is. Anyway, his father's name was Jim. But it was Derek Redmond who um, tore his hamstring. Yeah, during that race in the Olympics, and, and his the, father and the Olympics ran. means that because for the most part, that maybe their one shot at, at doing it, you got to wait another four years. Exactly. To, you know, and you earn your way back on. So I mean, that's not one of those things. Well, I'll see you next time. I bet next time you really don't know if you can get another next time when it comes to uh, to being an Olympian. Yeah, and being that being in that position. So anyway, if you guys don't know that uh, video, just just you know, YouTube it. And yeah. and and I'm sure it's try there. and keep the Kleenex out your hand because yeah, sure I don't there. know how you could. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned earlier that when we get out of here uh, after the show, uh, John and Hugh, John, uh, John, John Chuckery, Chuckery. Not, not our morning show, John Chuckery and Hugh Douglas will be out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium from 12 until 2:30 prior to the uh, Atlanta United game against Miami. But coming up on this Father's Day in five minutes, we are going to talk to a father whose chest couldn't have probably be pumped out anymore as he watches his son in the major leagues, center field for the Atlanta Braves. We have got Michael Harris joining us next on this Father's Day, Juneteenth. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.